Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Gloriole Studios and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 576. And for those of you who are counting, Trump is still not allowed back on Facebook yet. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Six more months and then they really decide. Trump got kicked off of Facebook. Uh, uh, He got banned from Twitter permanently because fuck you. Um, And he kind of saw that coming because he had this like pissing match with Jack Dorsey for a long time. But Facebook was kind of different, and Zuckerberg is different than Dorsey. And on January 7th, he got kicked the fuck off of Facebook, and they called it an indefinite ban. And then Facebook evidently has this, like, fucking star chamber that they use (laughs) (laughs) to make, to, like, outsource all of their ethics because as a company, they can't decide what's right and wrong. Mark Zuckerberg, who is an alien who was conceived outside of a womb and sucked on the teeth of like like a, a, an android. So there's right. no way he has any feelings at all in none. his body. Yeah. None. 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 Yeah. So so they 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 literally created like their own little version of a Supreme Court, and then it's it's supposed to be this entirely separate board, but it's bullshit because they created it, they fund it with their own trust, and they make up all the rules that govern it. So at any point, they could change the Monopoly game, right? So they so they outsource their ethical decisions to a third-party group that they own, but is somehow separate, but they pay for, but they kind of don't pay for it because the trust administers the money. And then the group was like, all right, well, we'll decide. That was January 7th. Fast forward to fucking May 6th or whatever fucking date it is. Fucking five months. This is the decision it took them five months to come to. No. Well, uh, <laughs> the ban was appropriate on the 7th, but the indefinite part doesn't work for us because your policies either say a permanent ban or a temporary ban. We don't, you never actually spelled out in your policies an indefinite ban. Yeah. So you guys are going to have to decide what to do next. Five months it took them to get to a unbelievably semantic reading of the rules. (laughs) I could have banged that shit out in the better part of an afternoon. January 7th by like 4.30, I'd have had that done. Man, where do I put my resume in for Facebook ethics guy? Like, I got a a degree in philosophy. I mean, I could figure this out. And a master's in new media. You're really qualified. I'll be a Facebook ethics guy. Hook me up, man. I'll be your face. And look, here's the thing. I'll even throw in once in a while, I'll lean over to Zuckerberg and tell him to blink for free. I'll just be like, go ahead and blink, dude. Don't lick your eye in public. 
Blink and Blink. Those are your two. That's my two ways that you could be more human. Blink and don't <laughs> blink side. Don't blink left to right. You know how his eyes do the left to right blink. Do the up down blink. Those would be the ways I, I just hire me, Zuck, and I could do this for you. Yeah, yeah no more. Uh, just, you know what? Zuck, until you have pupils that dilate <laughs> properly, we're not, you're not on. No, mm -mm. you're your weird dead black eyes. What oh, the fuck God, is wrong terrifying. with you? He is terrifying. God. He's like, he's like, he's like if Species was a nerd. Like that's what he is. <laughs> yeah, it's like Species, but you got to pay to fuck it. That's the thing. It's a <laughs> he's going to pay you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's actually, yeah. Oh my, I would love to be on the Facebook ethics board too. Uh, like my first day, I just walk over, just pull the plug out and walk out the door. Be like, all right. Tom, Tom literally lights a match and throws a little shoulder onto the server. Boosh. Just lights on fire. Everybody's frantically saving their photos <laughs> in a desperate attempt to save their photos. Well, my uh, work here is done. God. I mean, just whistling like oh, making the world man. a better place as I walk out the door. <laughs> a week later, it's Fight Club. You're drying venison on a fucking street. <laughs> like a... <laughs> Oh, uh, so I, so in six more months, I guess if Zuckerberg sees his shadow <laughs> yeah, or something, if Trump, no? if Trump sees his racism. Or <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have six more months to make a decision. What, what new information what you do you need after the insurrection? Power? It's literally the easiest decision in the world. You're a horrible person. You <laughs> incited an insurrection. You're an unbelievable racist. You're gone. D done. What, like you either know where you're at on this issue or you don't. There's nobody who after five months is like, I'm still a little undecided on that one. How is it that on our fucking secret Facebook group or whatever that we have, the fan page, someone posted something about like a cracker of some kind and <laughs> Facebook thought they were talking about a slang, like racist for white person. <laughs> they took the post what? down because they had said <laughs> something about a cracker and they Dude. cut it off. They didn't let it out there. How does Trump get past that? Yeah, How does right. he even get past the bots, man? Dude, you YouTube demonetized us for something, something we don't know we why. We don't even know what we did. We they even won't even tell why. us. <laughs> they won't even tell us what we did. And the hilarious thing is we we think, we genuinely think it's because we we did a show about the Suez Canal and I can't even say what it was about because they're super hypersensitive <laughs> about it, right? But go look back a couple weeks, we did a show about the Suez Canal and we were like 100% making fun of that idea and then they 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 pulled that show down off YouTube yep. and then after that, ever since then, they've been really weird with us. We're just like, we're not harassing anybody. We're not, other well, than maybe calling Ted Cruz an alien or Zuckerberg an alien. We didn't incite an insurrection and then call the rioters very fine people right. with a special place in America's heart or whatever. Get the, the fuck out of here. What, anyway. what the fuck? Uh, so six more months, just in six time for the months. midterms. Yeah. Just oh, in time to gear up for the midterms. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And very profitable for Facebook if they let him back on. Very yeah, profitable. Well, that, Oh, I Very don't know, profitable. man. The time, what do they, they make money on controversy. So I guess extending the controversy, controversy gets released back. Let's see if they fucking release right. the Kraken back. <laughs> oh, wait, do you hear that, Cecil? Do you hear it? That is the death knell of democracy. Oh, I can hear it just playing in the background there. Man. Yeah. It's, it yeah. plays all the time yeah. now. <laughs> it's just, it's just an acapella version of bye bye, Miss American Pie. <laughs> 
All right, so let's do a story. This story comes from Fox 21 News. What the fuck, Tom? I love this story, Cecil. Okay, I, I read this story this and just story. started grinning. I'm going to unleash you on this story. Go for it. Love has won. Cult leader found mummified. Seven members charged. That's just, that's a great starting it place a, for any story, Cecil. Admittedly, when you, now when you were in literature, they always tell you, you know, the narrative hook has to hit early. Right. <laughs> the narrative just, hook hits early. Boom. It's in there, dude. Yeah. They, yeah. they sunk it, it in there. But it falls right out because it's mummified, so it doesn't stay in. <laughs> it just tears just, through the papyrus like cheeks. Just tears right through the flesh. It's just, yeah. Several members of a group called Love Has Won are facing charges after their leader was found mummified in Christmas lights. Yeah. I home. mean, one of them's in the penalty box. They didn't completely win. So, yeah. <laughs> Love has won. Love has won. Wait, how, is that, how is that your cult? Like, they, first of all, it's a past tense. You cannot have a cult. <laughs> That's so true. What are you fighting for? You already won. Yeah, we just... Well, love is one. Well, fucking, I got nothing to do yeah. then. I just is that's great. Very demotivating, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, located in Sagawachi County, Colorado, on Wednesday, according Crushed to the Sagawachi County Sheriff's Police, seven members of the Love Has One cult have been charged with abuse of a corpse and child abuse. Okay. According to the arrest affidavit, when a I love this so much. When a cult member returned to his home, he found Carlson dead, and she was missing her eyes. Oh. So, okay, all right. So you wake up, like, oh, I got to go to work, and uh, coming home from work, and uh, hey, I bet the leader of my cult will probably be at the house. Oh, that's super shitty. She's dead, and somebody took her eyes. <laughs> Wait, you walk in and you just say to yourself, I will never be the same. Like, I'll yeah. never, ever be the same. Cecil. That means somebody's done scooped out her eyeballs. Yeah, man. <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody was like, yeah. oh man, our uh, beloved leader is dead. After the first eyeball, are you not examining something really important about your life choices? You know, like when you have scooped out an eyeball from yeah. a dead person's skull. You just turn to the other guy. You know, these really are the best part. <laughs> <laughs> And they didn't say if they found the eyes, so I don't know. Oh, no, like, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe they, you know, once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> he also mentioned that the body appeared to be mummified with Carlson's teeth exposed through the lips. And I was what? like, how long was he gone? <laughs> he returned home. Mummification isn't like. Yeah. Was he an over the road truck driver? <laughs> what was going on? <laughs> Was he like your stepdad that ran out to get cigarettes? What what makes me just baffled about this whole thing is that they're mummified, mummified the the body, right? I I go to my fridge and I'm asking everybody if they could smell the salami to think it's bad. I never have enough confidence in myself to even throw away the salami, Tom. Let alone let alone mummify somebody and be confident that they're mummified, right? I that's a level of confidence I don't think I would ever have to be like, nope, this body is 100% mummified. I'd be afraid to make my own bacon. Are you kidding me? Did I put too much nitrates in it? Too little? I don't know. Can you imagine, Cecil, the charcuterie plate that these uh, guys could put together, though? Well, somebody already ate the eyes, so it's like half the charcuterie plate could have been. Well, that's the best part. <laughs> you, done, you done scooped in the eyes. 
<laughs> Love Has One is a group known to take people from all over the world, according to court documents. I mean, there's yeah, only so seven guess, members. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. Okay. So we'll take anyone. <laughs> We're not actually yeah. taking anyone, but we will. We are do, willing. Do you have one person from every continent? Because you only have seven members. <laughs> there's just like the seventh members of Penguin. Just <laughs> The Sagawashi County Sheriff's Office has received many complaints from families within the United States saying that the group is brainwashing people and stealing their money and their eyes. Well, I guess also their I mean, eyes. It's a cult. Like, isn't that just an unwritten rule of the cult? That you just give up all your money anyway and then maybe your eyes? A search warrant was concluded of a Lamboy home and all seven people inside were arrested. Police also found the corpse of a woman in the back bedroom. According to arrest papers, the mummified remains were find, found lying on a bed wrapped in what appears to be a sleeping bag. And that made sense because you can get those mummy-style sleeping bags. So that's oh, yeah. just... Right, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, those, yeah. Those are awesome. They're like, you know, what are they, minus 20? And you just have your little <laughs> face little cut face out. out? Yeah. You're like you're a swaddled baby from 15th century. <laughs> Somebody took that like way too seriously. Somebody's like, I'll take the mummy bag. What do you uh, So are <laughs> you doing some like four seasons camping? Uh, yeah. No, it's more like a yeah. Tutankhamun sort of situation yeah. we've got going on. We, But it is for a Sarkunis plate, so I'm not throwing out four seasons. I'm not throwing that out. <laughs> yeah. The mummified remains have what appears to be glitter type makeup on around the eyes. Yeah, but nothing so, in them. So it looks like yeah. a black hole. Like right. what is happening? <laughs> oh, there's a deep eye shadow though. A deep yeah, eye no. shadow. Smoky eye. That's <laughs> and that tastes good on the charcuterie plate. The smoky eye. That's the and really it preserves. Good. Yeah. It's, it's it's really man. Good. The mummified remains were decorated with Christmas tree lights in some sort of shrine. <laughs> there's like a day where you're a cop in Sagawachi County, Colorado, and you're just thinking you're gonna have a regular day being racist, maybe killing some people, like <laughs> writing tickets that are unnecessary, regular cop stuff, you know? And now you got to deal with this shit. Yeah, yeah. You go to go to somebody's house and they have the their call leader dressed up like a Christmas tree with no fucking <laughs> eyes. Doctor? I'm here. Can't you see me? What's that noise? End of the tape. It ran out about 30 seconds ago. I'm here now. Can't you see me? I sent it to its room. This is its room. Are you my mummy? So this story comes from the Kansas City Star. Kansas Representative Mark Samsel arrested for battery after physical altercation with student. And you might be wondering, Tom, why did you bring up this story on your show? Oh, you'll find out. <laughs> Because I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> Quick, read more of it. It's amazing. Kansas State Representative Mark Samsel was arrested on charges of alleged misdemeanor battery on Thursday after getting into a physical altercation with a student while substitute teaching in Wellsville, which is ironic. Samsel, 36, was booked into the Franklin County Adult Detention Center after 3.30 p.m. Thursday. He's since been released on a $1,000 bond because I guess beating up kids, they only give you a $1,000 bond. Uh, like if you're black and was selling like pot it'd be much yeah. higher i'm sure you don't get out they just right. don't even get that's you it. yeah <laughs> superintendent ryan bradbury said that samson will no longer be allowed to work for the district so minimum bar clearly covered on wednesday samuel samuel a representative from wellville was substitute teaching at the wellsville school district secondary school throughout the day 
high school students began recording videos of the lawmaker talking about suicide, sex, masturbation, God, and the Bible. In one video shared with the star, Samsel tells students about a, quote, a sophomore who's tried killing himself three times, adding that it was because he, quote, has two parents and they're both females. He's a foster kid. His alternatives in life were having no parents or foster parents who are gay, Samsel tells students. How do you think I'm going to feel if he commits suicide? Awful. Way to make that about you, dude. <laughs> in another video, Samsel is recorded telling students, quote, make babies. Who likes making babies? That feels good, doesn't it? Procreate. You haven't masturbated? Don't answer that question. God already knows. What the fuck, dude? What, what class was he teaching, Cecil? What is happening? Can God. you imagine Could, sitting in this class? I would literally treat it like a tornado drill and hide under my desk for the rest of the <laughs> I would not come out. Not even close. He could not get me out of there. With all this masturbation, it sounds like an active shooter. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If you like, when I had substitute teachers when I was in school, they just made time. Like substitute teachers were they came in, they were hungover, they just got called like twenty minutes before the class started. Like but they didn't say anything. We're gonna show a video. Yeah. I'm gonna put my head down on the desk and pretend you're not here and collect my hundred nineteen dollars. I remember, I remember going growing up, and and this was only in high school because I don't know that I even paid attention in any school before that if there was a substitute. Right. But I remember in high school, what the substitute would do is if it was in gym and it was a substitute, it was a free day. So it was essentially whatever you wanted to do. You wanted to play basketball, shoot the hoop. They would literally just roll basketballs and like hockey shit out and whatever you wanted to do. He'd just be like, the guy would just yeah. be sitting there. He wouldn't do anything. He'd yeah. just watch it's you It's Lord play. of the Flies. Yeah. Didn't matter. Literally, did you cut a kid's head off and put it on a <laughs> stick? Doesn't matter. <laughs> then for any other class, it was either a test or it was like a study hour where they gave you a little thing and you had to do it. So like you said, a, a, a film strip and then a short quiz or a, because they, that guy, that guy or gal never taught us anything. I don't remember them standing up and saying, okay, guys, we're going to go over this math problem. If there was math problems, the, the teacher literally would just say on the board, it would say, go over math problems, six through 12, Look at the answers. The answers are in the pad that he's going to hand out. And then there's these. And so you would just have a work day in class where you just do work. I don't remember them ever saying anything. I would have been shocked. I would have been weirded out if they yeah. would have started. I'd be like, you're not my guy. Shut up. You're not my guy. <laughs> I, because like, unless it's a long-term substitute for like a long-term illness or a planned outage or right. something, they just got called. They don't know the material. They don't know where you're at in the lesson plan. They're right. punting. So they're, they're babysitting you yeah. for, for 50 minutes until they can move on to the next set of kids. They're not talking about procreation. You're watching who fucking sewed the flag or something. That's right. what you watch. <laughs> Videos shared with the star by parents of students in the class show Samsel focusing most of his attention on one male student. Both Samsel and the student paced around the classroom, talking back and forth. Samsel is shown following the student around and grabbing him. In one video, he puts his arms around the student and says that he was being hard on him. At one point, Samsel tells the student, quote, you're about ready to anger me and get the wrath of God. Do you believe me when I tell you that God has been speaking to me? He then pushes him and the student runs to the other side of the classroom. You should run and scream. Again, this is a lawmaker for the state of Kansas, also playing substitute teacher 
Also, obviously insane. Also, yeah, obviously unhinged. Like, genuinely, right. watch this video. That kid is the kid is nervously trying to laugh and get away, but he's nervous. You could tell the kid's nervous. Yeah. And I, doesn't he need the kid in the balls in a second yeah. too? Yeah. And in, in another video, it tells students, "Class, you have permission to kick him in the balls." Parents told the star that Samsel put hands on the student and allegedly need him in the crotch. In a video apparently taken immediately after the incident, the student is shown on the ground, Samsel standing over him saying, did it hurt? He then asks him why he's about to start crying, pats him on the shoulder and apologizes. Then he says, he can go to the nurse and she can check it for you. Then he addresses another student and says, do you want to check his nuts for him, please? What the fuck is happening, man? This guy, you, how many people in Kansas chose this guy? You cast a vote for him, and then the superintendent interviewed him for a job, was like, well, students are the most vulnerable population we have. So, yeah, I guess uh, just You're don't kick him in the nuts. You know what? Kick him in the nuts a yeah. little. That's You're all. a lawmaker. What is your policy on, on ball torture? Because I'm just curious <laughs> what, is, what that is. You know, what does the sergeant at arms do when you guys go? Do you guys get kicked in the balls at the when you're at the rotunda or whatever the fuck they yeah, have your, in what, Kansas? What is your ball policy? I mean, you've yeah. got to have a testicular <laughs> policy around it. I didn't see anything in the handbook specifically around testicle punching. That was not. I looked under. I looked in the index under testicle. I didn't see anything. But he does defend himself. He does defend himself, Cecil. So I would be remiss if I oh, didn't yeah. read. So you can include the, it, Tom, for sure. Yeah, I got I got to read the part of this because, you know, two sides to every story, right? In a Snapchat post shared with the star, because that's now how lawmakers respond to journalism, by the way. We Snapchat it to them. Snap people. Them. Okay. Snap. Yeah. I wonder Snapped what fucking him. filters he was using. Like, they have like dog ears on when he did it. Like, his, <laughs> silly. his chin's just two balls. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, I would hurt a fly. And he's got like the poop emoji flies he keeps, budging, he keeps buzzing over his, his own head. Balls on his chin. <laughs> Ball torturing himself. Snapchat. Uh, he said it was all planned. Quote, every little bit of it. That's right. The kids and I planned all. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna yell when he capitalizes because the capitalization is so yeah, random. Yeah, no, yeah, that kid that kid planned getting kicked in the balls. I'm sure kids love to get kicked in the balls by their <laughs> teachers. That's I can't tell you how many times I was like, man, I wish a substitute teacher would knee me in the junk. We're never getting back on YouTube. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too late. I'm going up. All right, there's another lift. Ward 26. And watch out for the disinfectant. A school nurse in New Jersey who claimed masks were not effective in protecting against the coronavirus and suggested requiring children to wear them is inhumane has been suspended. Erin Pine, who refused to wear a mask herself while on the job at the school, said she was suspended by the Stanford Township School District. And see, so when I read that, I, I first was like, why is she even allowed to go to work? If you're, if you have... If you're a nurse, you shouldn't you set an example, but also doesn't a workplace, my workplace, for example, Cecil, is masks required. And if any of my employees show up not wearing a mask, they have to put a mask on. If they don't put a mask on, they're fired, I guess. Everybody has done it. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's they pushed don't, you on it. Yeah. yeah, what they can't do is say, I'm going to stay at work and not wear the mask. Like, that's not how being the boss works. You can make rules. 
Yeah. And then the employees follow those rules. Yeah. This is how that works. Might be different with state institutions. Like it might maybe. be different. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. It just seems insane. Yeah, it does. It feels crazy to me too. Um, it's funny. I was went to uh, uh, Home Depot the other day. Uh, and as I went to Home Depot, I come walking up as another couple are walking out. So we're walking in and a couple are walking out and it's like a biker guy and his wife. And he takes the mask off and he, and he screams to the fucking crowd that nobody's there except for me. I'm, I'm already past him. But he makes a big deal and he, and he sort of yells really loud, I could breathe again. I could breathe again. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, nobody fucking cares, dude. Literally, yeah, nobody cares that you didn't want to wear it, that it, it that it bothers you that you have to wear it. Nobody cares. Like, literally, nobody cares. But you know what you didn't do? You didn't walk in there without a mask. You made a big deal right. about it in the parking lot. That's what you did because you because you know that you were going to walk in there and you were going to be impotent because you're in a part of the a country now that's close enough to a major city where that shit isn't tolerated. Where if yep. you walk in there, they're just going to fucking send you on your way. You can make a big stink of it, but it won't do anything. So you yep. have to wait until after you did all the things you wanted to do at Home Depot to get outside and then make your statement. That's what you got to do. Well, if that's what it takes, great. Nobody cares. The end. He was like a biker guy? He's like a big biker guy, yeah. I wonder if was his was his biker gang the drama kings? Because that <laughs> sounds kings. sounds super drama king. Sounds right? super drama. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh my I, gosh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. That's real exciting there, big guy. Now that the danger, now now that you've gotten what you've wanted. Now you can have your little moment. That's, yeah, right. that's awesome. It's like you know, why don't you go throw yeah. yourself on the tarmac and kick and scream yeah. and, you know, we'll see if you get a it's lollipop. It's like when you were in later. high school and you would flip off the building that you used to, like your school. Right. <laughs> and you'd, you'd, you'd reach your hand out and you'd flip your school off as if <laughs> the entire class and or class uh, and, and the, all the teachers and the president were all looking out the window at the right. same time to go, oh, I can't believe he flipped us off. You know, it's, Those, it's the same thing. It's ineffective. Yes, it's useless. Yeah. It's just all it is there is performative. It's just you yep. to perform to show yep. that you disagree or whatever. It's like, well, like whatever. those kind of people tend to have, like you do that when you're a young person, because when you're a young person, you mistakenly believe that you are the center of the show, right? That you are the star of the movie of the world and that everybody else is an extra. Yeah. And then at some point in all of our lives, we realize that like, we are all extras in everybody <laughs> else's life. Yeah. That, that you are, you are only the star of the show for your life yeah, and that you. you are an extra or yeah. maybe a, a supporting cast member sure. in a handful of other lives, right? Yeah. But people don't understand that like when they're young. And so they're flipping it off because in their mind, there's an, always an audience. There's yeah. always an audience. Somebody yeah. to your point, somebody is watching at this yeah. moment. So their active, silly yeah. rebellion is being viewed. And yeah. you, your, and your whole life is a Truman show when you're a kid. Right, 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 exactly. There's still adults who haven't figured out that like you're an extra. No one's watching you. Everybody forgot about you. Nobody knows your name. Yeah. Nobody cares to learn it. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know. You know, they, yeah. like, who cares? You're a silly anecdote at best. Yeah. You and, know? Uh, and 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 it's it's performative for no one. That's the other right. thing too. It's like yeah. I'm the guy going in. 
Who cares? I can't even change policy at fucking Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to? What you gonna am like, I going to? Uh, did you happen to do it in front of the CEO that was walking <laughs> in or whatever? <laughs> anyway. In a YouTube video posted last week, Pine said of the children in her district, quote, the masks, unfortunately, don't prevent them from getting COVID. Because the viruses are so small, oh it God. can't be stopped with a mask. Yeah, all right. Well, I guess if the viruses were the only thing that the mask stopped and not rest, it's not even the argument. Yeah. You're an, it's not even the argument. What's crazy to me is, is that somebody went to school for a long time. It's not easy to be, it's not an easy thing to become a nurse. You can't just no. go in and you've got to go through a great deal of schooling. It's a whole degree program, right? It's a whole degree. It's, it's an extensive training program that you have to go through. And they somehow got through all that and they still don't understand how we, because it, it feels like it would be important to know how things spread. It feels like it would be important to that profession to understand the difference, what a mask is actually doing. It would yep. seem like that would be an important thing to know. It would seem that way, but it's amazing how much motivated reasoning and like deciding ahead of time what you believe yeah. will color like sure. all of your, it'll just destroy your, your, your educational experience. Absolutely. Your outcomes too, because I know, I know people who went into nursing anti-vax and they're still anti-vax. Right. They're hundred yeah. percent still anti-vax. They went it's into like, nursing yeah, anti-vax. Yeah. Nothing changed their mind because there's not any curriculum in there to try to convince you that vaccines are safe. They just presume you're a normal person, right? They just presume <laughs> you think they just presume right. you yeah. knew ahead of time, like, you know, 95% of the rest of America that vaccines save lives and that they don't, they're, they're not harmful, right? They're not a, you know, overwhelming. Like, and when I say harmful, I, like, Kara Santamaria was right last week when she said there are vaccine side effects. Sure, there's vaccine side effects. For instance, with the Johnson & Johnson, it was more likely that you'd win the lotto than get one of these vaccine side effects, right? It was more likely that you would be struck by lightning than get one of these vaccine side effects. So yeah, they would they they happen, but they're so infrequent that they're that they're considered uh, you know, not to be something that any anybody should ever be concerned with. You have a better chance of being in a plane crash than having one of these vaccine side effects. And so, and we take all those other risks all the time, right? We leave when it's right. fucking lightning out. We fly in planes. We fucking chip money at a dude for a lotto once in a while. We do all of those things, right? And, and we don't ever think twice about them. But, you know, when it comes to vaccines, that's when it's the big deal. That's when it's the problem. And that's a perfect example yep. here is, you know, you go into that with that mindset and then you never change it. In the video, Pine said forcing a child to wear a mask amounts to child abuse. Why and can do cause they think this? Do they kids? put a ski mask on their kid in the winter? Do they wrap their kid's face in a scarf once in a while? I, I will say, and I know this is anecdotal, I got four fucking kids and they do not give a shit about wearing masks. Yeah. They don't care at all. They age from, you know, six to 15. They don't care at all. They, they put a mask on and it's become a commonplace enough part of their lives that they'll walk in the house still wearing it. They, it's, it, they're not like ripping it off. Like, oh, I can breathe again. Like you're they don't a person give a at shit. the, they, they, don't care. they forget. They'll like go about their day. They'll run and play. It's not, it's socks, man. It's fucking wearing socks. It's yeah. not that big a deal. Yeah. But in this case, it's socks that maybe don't kill somebody else. I just don't get the push, man. I don't understand the pushback. And I don't, and it's, and it's, uh, I thought at first 
that the pushback against masks was all toxic masculinity. I thought it was, that was going to be the pushback because it made you look weak. I thought that's what the pushback was when I first, you know, met yeah. last year. That's right. what it felt like to me. Whenever I was around anybody who didn't want to ma wear a mask, they also just happened to be very toxically masculine, right? So it, to me, I thought, well, that's, that's the tie, right? But yeah. it's not just that. It's, there's so many people that don't want to wear masks and they feel like it's some kind of weird infringement. There's other people who say like, it gets you sicker. They don't, they'll just make yep. shit up that doesn't make any sense. It's crazy to me that the pushback on the masks. And it's, and it's, and it's also xenophobic too. You know, that's the other thing too, because other cultures do it all the time. All the time. And, all the and, time. And we're seeing it in our culture as being effective and that makes us feel weird. Well, I think I think there's so many pieces of it, Cecil. I think I think there is a strong toxic masculinity element to it for sure. Men are by the numbers, men are less likely to wear masks than than women are. Yeah. So like there is there's definitely I think that element. I think you're absolutely right about that. I think that was astute last year. Um I think there is conflating discomfort with something new with the idea that that thing is harming you. So when yeah. you first start wearing a mask, it, you know, you got to find one that you like. You got to find one that fits comfortably. It it feels a little warmer. And so like, it can feel like, oh man, it's harder to breathe. It's not actually harder to breathe. It's just that the air is moister and more warm than you're used to breathing. So like, it takes a little acclimation. But people are like, oh my God, I'm breathing in my own, you know, carbon dioxide. And I'm, and they, they don't know how, they don't know anything. Yeah. They don't know anything. And they're, so they're conflating their discomfort with a series of, you know, trying to explain it with a series of nonsensical, fantastical explanations that have no basis at all in reality. Right. And then it's been obviously politicized. It marks you, I read this really interesting article earlier today, like later this, this afternoon, that people, and I feel this way, people who are vaccinated who are allowed to be in spaces without masks on feel reluctant to remove their masks. And part of the reason is they've just acclimated to wearing a mask. And so it feels like taking your socks off in public. It's a little weird. But part of it is that the mask has come, unfortunately, to mark us as members of a group, right? And so for me, a mask says, I believe in public health. I, yeah, believe, in I believe in science. I believe in yeah. public safety. I don't want to be confused with that idiot that doesn't. And I have no way to demonstrate, I have no way to like signal, I have my vaccine, I believe in these things. So I want to model good behavior. And I want to, I want to, you know, so it's it's unfortunately that it's become so fucking crazily politicized that wearing a mask or not wearing a mask has come to become this marker of your politics and your relationship, Cecil, with reality. Yeah. Payne said, forcing a child to wear a mask amounts to child abuse and can cause anxiety and depression due to what she described as the altering of how young children learn how to be adults by recognizing faces and facial expressions. Making these kids wear them for six or seven hours a day is awful. Stephanie Severa, an expert on epidemiology at Montclair State University, told NJ.com, Pine's claims are false and are a prime example of misinformation entering the mainstream of public life during the pandemic. And I, when I was thinking about this too, Cecil, you know, part of the problem too is that we have, we don't, we don't draw clear enough distinctions between the different types of medical professionals, right? And then we were saying that like, she's a nurse and a nurse is a legitimate and highly skilled 
and highly valuable part of the medical profession. But, you know, I was thinking about this in relation to like your car, right? So I had, a, my nanny crashed my car the other day, a few months ago. And when she crashed the car, I took it to a body shop. I took it to a body shop because they're experts in fixing the body damage of the car. I didn't take it to my local mechanic because my local mechanic isn't a body shop guy. And when I want my oil changed, I take it to the oil change place. I don't take it to the body shop place. And when I want a new alternator and I take it to the mechanic and I don't take it to the oil change place or the body. So there are, we accept different levels and it's not higher or lower. It's just, we accept that some people are experts at parts of a car and not experts at all of a car. Sure. That's true of the medical profession, but as we've seen in the pandemic, any sort of medical credential is able to be leveraged in order to make some kind of political point yeah. about the pandemic and about the response to the pandemic. The only people who we should be listening to are infectious disease specialists and epidemiologists. They are the only ones experts in virus and social medicine. Right? Yeah. Like your GP is not an expert in this. No. They're not. No. You're like gastroenterologist is not an expert in this. Your gastroenterologist is a fucking gastroenterologist. Now they are better qualified than like me. Sure. But they are not the expert. They are not an epidemiologist. So right. your expertise should come really from a really small number of sources. Yeah. The problem is like you get people that have any kind of medical credentialing at all. And they're looked to as a position or a figure of authority. Yeah. And they're it's treated, confusing. Everybody's treated as a monolith in that. Right. It's, all, it's one monolith. Right. Yeah. Super confusing to the yeah. public. And it's tough too because, because they carry the weight. They're basically standing on the shoulders of all those other people. And they carry the weight. Every single person carries the same level of weight. So right. when a nurse yeah. says something, there's an issue. And, and they'll say something like fucking tragically stupid like this person says. And other people will hear it and say, yeah, that nurse, she knows what she's talking about. She's in right. the field. She knows what she's talking about. She carries with her sort of a de facto bit of validity that she could stamp on anything she wants to make it people think that it's that it's got some weight to it. And it doesn't. It, she just doesn't, she doesn't, she knows probably less than you do, right? About this. Right. Stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, clearly this person does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, clearly this person doesn't even know how masks work. They, they, this sort of thing is is tough because, you know, you'll hear about a story like this and there'll be plenty of people that are anti-maskers that will cling on to a story like this and say, see yeah. somebody out there fighting the good fight. Yep, yeah. I I read something uh, just the other day. It was like, oh, I you know, my 90-year-old my neighbor or something, it was some anecdote. It was something like, oh, my 90-year-old neighbor, you know, was a family medicine doctor back when doctors made house calls and actually did some good and, you know, they're not getting the vaccine. And I was just like, great. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It but it means so nothing. much to that yeah. person yeah. because that person is a, is a doctor and not just a doctor. It's that person is the kind of doctor they wish they had. Yeah. That person is the kind of doctor that in their mind had relationships and, you know, did. And I'm just like, holy shit, this person probably hasn't practiced medicine. They're 90. 
You probably yeah. haven't practiced medicine in 20 years. It's also it's also a story like I fucked a girl by Niagara Falls. Who cares? Right. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, it's I know. literally like there's know. no way to substantiate. So some rando that you said right. you know right. said right. something. Get the yeah. fuck out of here. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, yep. I had my finger in a girl from Niagara Falls. Sure you did, buddy. <laughs> Whatever you say. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, no, everybody. My ad audio was corrupted. Uh, please listen. First of us lost, the first step this was if her bedroom was became and that thought animals anyone out in for fit was running off and then down and he got all the sound first off and her off a curve or it took up and give him and boys and certain gifts the same say I'm for him. Special gifts for her that and you'll be off enjoying and six strange slicing movies plus fresh like it's glory. She love a wine offer for the glory. Uh, check out amadanil.com. <laughs> I'm sorry, this ad was stupid. Go to amadanil.com. Use code Glory. When you do, you get 50% off almost any one item. 10 free gifts, free shipping, six free spicy movies, all that, that fun stuff. A gift for you, gift for them, gift for the both of you. So do it. And by it, I mean sex. Thanks. Because it's not a game, Kate. Because it's always the same. When you fire that first shot, no matter how right you feel, you have no idea who's going to die. You don't know whose children are going to scream and burn. How many hearts will be broken? How many lives shattered? How much blood will spill until everybody does what they were always going to have to do from the very beginning? Sit down and talk! So this story comes from KATV News. Uh, this is just so fucking sad and fucked up. Tests from 1993 killing reveal another man's DNA other than executed Arkansas inmate. This is just horrible. Um, there was a man, there was a, a, a killing, sounds like a very awful killing, um, in 1993 in Arkansas. And there was a man who was put to death relatively recently, Cecil. Yeah, so, so this man was, was murdered by the state of, of Arkansas in 2017. He was the last of four people um, put to death, executed in the state of Arkansas. Um, Arkansas, incidentally, had to stop putting people to death because pharmaceutical drug makers are, are not willing to continue to make the drug cocktail that was used for lethal injections. And so in some states, they stopped and said, well, we're not going to punt and use something else. So the state of Arkansas stopped its executions in 2017. Well, it, says, it says that it says in this, it said it said that their supply of lethal injection drug had expired, which was why they didn't do it in Arkansas. So they in Arkansas, they literally read they, they looked at it. They're like, eh, you know, the prescription for our lethal injection drug ran out, so we're not going to do it anymore. You would think in Arkansas, they would just go to another hillbilly state and borrow a cup of death, right? Can't they do, can't you just not, hey y'all, are you in there? Can I, can, can I borrow a cup of your death? I just got a couple more folk to kill and I want to, I know you down here are also uh, like to kill folk too in the name of the government. Is there any way I could just borrow a cup of death? I, you know, I'll just use a half a cup, a half a cup of death and we can, we can murder uh, plenty of people up here with it's, that. It, it's also like, well, it's expired. Oh, well, we, we don't want to take expired <laughs> drugs. They could be dangerous. <laughs> you know 
don't have a him. bad effect. Whatever you do. What? You don't want to have a bad effect with the guy. You're killing this man. Oh, it says be the, the best if used by yeah. date on our murder drugs is over. <laughs> oh, yes, this won't be ideal. You know what? One going to be that great no matter what. Yeah, it wasn't going was, to be a stellar experience no yeah, matter how you put it. Yeah, I, it, I don't think you have to worry about getting a fucking bad review on Trustpilot, okay? <laughs> Just. <laughs> I will say, though, hats off to... You know, you don't have a lot a lot of good things to say about pharmaceutical companies, but once in a while, that's a good thing that they're it not going to make that drug anymore, right? Because the government shouldn't be in the in the I mean, I'm Death a firm business. believer the government should not be in the mur in the business of murdering its citizens. I think that's a bad call, and I also think that we've never got this right. We've never got this right for so many years. You know, we might have gotten lucky, but we've never gotten it right. Yep. Yeah. The, the this this guy there there is no physical evidence linking him to the crime that he was convicted for, that yeah. he was murdered for. 1993, man, we just got around to testing the DNA. Yeah. How fucked is that? If you have DNA and you're about to be executed, I get it. In 1993, DNA wasn't a thing the way DNA is a thing now. So, okay. But it's fucking 2020 we tested. Why didn't you test it in 2017 before you put these fucking chemicals in this man's arm and killed him? And this guy, when you picture, want to double check, this guy's picture of him looking at the camera, a hundred percent is saying, "Motherfucker, here <laughs> I am going to die." Is. Motherfucker, here I am going to die for nothing. I didn't yep. do anything, you know. And I, you know, I've read countless stories of prosecutors putting up a fight when Innocence Project and other defense attorneys seek to have old evidence tested with DNA. They've, they've got these convictions. They want their convictions to stand. They fight having this stuff done. The state is not in the business of making sure it gets it right, right? They, they be, be very clear about that. The, the prosecutors are in the business of making sure their fucking convictions stand. Yeah, yeah. They are not saying, because the state should be, the state, if the state was really interested in justice, the state would say, before anybody gets put to death, we are going to review the physical evidence, see if there's anything we can DNA test, because how important is it to get this right? And defense uh, defense attorneys and innocence project attorneys, they have to work their balls off and they have to fight uphill. Yeah. And sometimes they lose yeah. in their attempt to get evidence yeah. tested with DNA, because if that evidence is exculpatory, their guy walks that should be the goal of everybody. That should be the goal of the prosecutor, Cecil. The yeah. prosecutor should want the wrong guy to walk free so they can do their job of prosecuting the right guy. But they don't because the system isn't about justice. No, it's not about it. It's about, it's about making us feel better about those people suffering. That's what yeah. it's about. It's about, it's about vengeance. It's about making the victim because it's always it always rolls back uphill to the victim. They always say, "Well, it's about giving the victim peace." No, it's not. It's about giving the victim an eye for an eye. That's what it's about, and that's not. And, and many victims don't even want that. Many victims don't even they don't they don't they don't want that thing. They don't right. want that person to die. Right? I don't know what I would say in that situation. I can't say, but I I am going to say that that there are many people who come out and say they don't want that person to be murdered. Yeah. They don't want that person to be murdered by the state. Um, yeah. I don't know where I would stand on that. I'll be perfectly frank. I don't know where I would stand on that. But as a but as a concept, I am fully against the death penalty. Yeah. I, I you know I say the same thing as that 
I, I recognize for myself that there's probably a really vast gulf between what I would want personally and what I think is good public policy. Yeah. And I, when I've talked about this before, I would worry that if somebody that I loved were murdered, I should, I, nobody should go ask Tom what Tom wants in that moment. Right. Right. Tom is not a clear thinker in this moment. Tom is grieving and angry and all of these other things. Like that is not a moment where we should say, let's do what Tom wants. Tom should be separate from the equation of justice. And that's a that's a that may sound like a cruel thing to say or may sound like it doesn't take victims into account, but I really do think that we cloud the issue of justice when we overemphasize the victim. When we overemphasize because of course the victim isn't thinking clearly. They shouldn't be thinking clearly. We shouldn't be relying on them yeah. to think clearly in the moment. That's mean. Yeah. It is mean for I us agree. to try to rely on those yeah, people. Yeah, I agree. Puts too much it puts too much on them. How did you get control of humanity? A normal business operation. The company was looking for property in this sector. Earth was running down, it's people dying. We made a deal. And then tax the life out of them. I mean, to recover your capital costs. Quite so, quite so. Don't you think commercial imperialism is as bad as military conquest? We have tried war, but the use of economic power is far more effective. Cecil. Yeah. Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz having another rough go. Oh, this, oh it's so what sad. a sad I mean, story. You hate to see it, Tom. You hate <laughs> to see it. <laughs> I just... I just would hope it would matter more. Like all the all the awful Ted Cruz stuff that comes out, like his face, for example. <laughs> you would think just having oh. that face would disqualify yeah. you from public weeks service. Ago, a couple weeks ago on the stream, we watched him do his impersonations. And if you haven't oh. seen that stream, you need to go check Guys. it out. It's the cringiest shit. We literally couldn't even get Ian to play it. Ian didn't even want to find it. It's so cringy. But he's doing his Simpsons impersonations. And oh. I'm using quotes when I say impersonations because they're not impersonations. Go check it out. If you get a chance, go check it out. A couple streams ago, we did it. And it's so fucking cringy and so off because he's a cringe. He's fucking so cringe. The yeah. guy is literally a cringe machine. <laughs> it's, so, it's so bad. It, I Follow Cecil's advice. No, and if you haven't seen it, I will tell you this. No matter how bad you think it is. Yeah. It is orders of magnitude it's so much worse, worse than, than it that. Is. It's so much worse than you think it could be. Do you have a yeah. favorite wh favorite bad impression of My favorite is the Kang and Kodos because it sounds nothing like Kang and Kodos. Uh, it's when Kang, does, I think it's Kodos or whatever. I don't think he does Kang and Kodos. I think he just does one. But it's he sounds literally nothing like them. When he does Lisa Simpson... All he does is raise his voice a third of an octave, and that's the whole impression. It'd be like that's if I was like, wait impression. a minute, I'm going to do Lisa Simpson. This is Lisa Simpson. It's that It's yeah. that bad. It's that bad. It's that yeah. effortless. It sounds it's so bad. Lazy. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst five minutes of video. And it's, I think it's only two minutes, but it feels like five minutes of video you'll ever watch. It's so bad. <laughs> All right, so this this is his new fuckery. This is from uh, Yahoo. Ted Cruz's warning to woke CEOs blasted by former government ethics boss. This is seriously one of those like the quiet thing out loud moments. Yes, this is exactly it. Yeah. Wow. So so here's what he said. 
After a number of corporations objected, just to give some context, after a number of corporations objected to Georgia's restrictive new voting law, Mr. Cruz took to the Wall Street Journal to vent his fury. He and other Republicans, he pledged, will not do inappropriate favors in exchange for corporate money this time. Here's his quote. Again, out loud to the Wall Street Journal, not yeah. in his diary. Yeah, no, this is it. Nobody broke <laughs> into somewhere. This isn't a hacked email. This is right. him writing an yeah. op-ed piece. Quote, this time we won't look the other way on Coca-Cola's $12 billion in back taxes owed. How fucking dare you? How what? fucking dare you? A multi-billion dollar corporation and you're going to look away from a multi-billion dollar tax bill because you it's in your best interest. It's in your special interest to do so. How fucking dare you, man? How wait, dare wait. you? What you have just said is that corporate interests are literally buying favors. Yes. And you named the and you price. Named you named it. You named the price of it. You named the And culprit. now you're saying... Now, like, now are you, you're essentially, everything is wrong. You're extorting Coca-Cola for $12 billion right now in back taxes out loud in front of everybody. You're exposing the fact that corporations buy privilege from our government. Yeah. And fuck you, Coca-Cola. You bitches owe me $12 billion. Yeah. Fucking. That's my $12 billion. You know what I want? I want a high-speed rail from here to Chicago. That's what I want. Get it done right now. That's $12 billion. Get it done well, right now. You know what that could wow. do for so many people? Do you know what that, billion you know, I'm making a joke about a fucking a high-speed rail, but there's so much that could happen with $12 billion. So much fucking money, man. It's you know, so I'm going to see how much would money. this be per person. How much does Coca-Cola owe us? That's $12 million, 120, 1.2. 12, boom. Divided by how many people in this country? 320 million? 330, you think it was? Let's call it 330. Dude, that's $36 for every single human being. 36 bucks for every person in America. That's 18 Cokes. That's 18 <laughs> Cokes. You motherfuckers owe me an 18 pack of Coke. Fucking A, man. It's ridiculous. And I like Coke Zero if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He goes on to say more things he should not be saying. Yeah, he should. Someone should have taken the fucking uh, fucking uh, Chromebook away from him much earlier while he was Chromebook. typing this out. <laughs> this time, when Major League Baseball lobbies to preserve its multi-billion dollar antitrust exception, we'll say no thank you. This is terrific from Walter Schaub, a former director of the U.S. Office of Government Ethics. This may be the most openly corrupt thing any senator has ever said. <laughs> I love that so much. He goes on. Like, it's, it's such a cell phone. Like, it's, just, it's such a cell phone. It's the part everyone knows. These crooks sell access. Others have the sense not to admit it. This is why our republic is broken. Immoral politicians selling power we've entrusted to them like it is theirs to sell. And then another Twitter user, this is from the article, it's just perfect though. Another Twitter user said, announcing you will no longer take bribes isn't the defense you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. And it's true, right? He's fucking literally get taking bribes. This is Ted, Ted Cruz is such a fucking weasel though. And you know, uh, he's going to get out of it. He's going to, he's going to distract yeah. and be like, he'll be like yep. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, can you, can you make everybody in the audience do burpees until they puke or something? <laughs> uh, 
I'm a sock with slime in it. <laughs> like, that's what he's going to do. And nobody's going to remember it, man. Nobody. He's nope. going to fucking literally slink under the door because his body has no bones in it. <laughs> yeah, you can't pin anything to him because it just... It just slides off. Um, it just, the pin just, uh, you cannot touch anything on my skin. It just folds away from you. <laughs> He's like a Sharpay dog. Where you try to touch it and it just, it's a fold it's just upon a fold upon a fold upon a, It's like a chalupa. It just He's folds like, and folds and folds. It's like yeah, a he's an origami person. black hole. Yeah, that's exactly. what he is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I Ted Cruz is such this when I read what he wrote. Ted Cruz is such a disgusting piece of garbage inside and out. He's such a shitty person. And he's been a shitty person forever. He was yep. just a shitty person who trips over his own dick, but somehow gets away with it all the time. Also, like, Cecil, if you're in government, if you're one, because they... Like he's exposing not just how he works, but right. how all of government. Yes, everybody if you're does like it. the rest of aren't you like, dude, you're not supposed to say that out loud. Mankind needed us. They came to this planet with so many illnesses we couldn't cope. So the sisterhood grew its own flesh. That's all they are. Flesh. These people are alive. But think of those humans out there. Healthy. And happy because of us. If they live because of this, then life is worthless. But who are you to decide that? I'm the doctor. And if you don't like it, if you want to take it to a higher authority, there isn't one. It stops with me. All right, so this story comes to the New York Times. Taking extraordinary measures, Biden backs suspending patents on vaccines. Um, I thought this was a really amazing thing to do this. I mean, I read this and my jaw fucking hit the floor, Cecil. Yeah. Patents are a government issued protection to business. They are not something that business has a de facto right to. The government has a discretionary authority to issue a patent or not issue a patent. And I just thought it was absolutely incredibly ballsy for Biden to propose giving this to the world, forcing pharmaceutical companies to give this to the world. It flies in the face of big business and it is 100% the right public health decision, not just for America, but very much for America, right? but also for the rest of the world. And right. if we don't do this, my worry is that the rest of the world, and I still think this is going to happen, that the rest of the world takes years and years and years to vaccinate its population, during which time, more and more variants become uh, prevalent. If we don't, if we don't help the entire world get this nipped in the bud, the fact that you're vaccinated today might not matter next week, right? And it might not matter in six months, and it might not continue to matter twelve more times. And you're going to have to fight this fight and fight this fight, and in the meantime, people are going to get sick. So it's it's just it's a hundred percent the right decision, and I thought it was really fucking brave to do because nobody stands up to pharmaceutical companies, man. Well, he had said he was going to do it on the campaign trail, so I remember there was an interview. Somebody had asked him. Um, it was on one of those town halls, right? With it, he was did a bunch of those town halls before he was elected, and I remember someone had asked him this question: "Will you do it?" And he said it was the right thing to do. He said, I, "This is the right thing to do. This is the right thing to do." And I remember for the last five months. I've been seeing a lot of different people that were farther left than Biden post things like this 
that were were saying, look at him. He's in the pocket of big business. Look at how he's in the pocket of big business. Look at, you know, this is, this is, uh, uh, that he was never going to do this. He never had any intent to do this. And they're fucking wrong. And this is where you're wrong. This is where you got it wrong again. And they've been wrong a lot about Biden. So I, I will say like, I, he was not my top choice. I didn't pick him in the primaries. I picked somebody else in the primaries on that stage. When it first started out, he was my second to last choice. I genuinely didn't want him up there. Go listen to me. Talk about him on the, in the primaries too. And I thought he did terrible in some of those primary talks and some of those debates. I thought he looked awful. Yeah, he I thought he looked lost. I thought I was, I was very critical of him, but I will say this. He's proven me wrong about how far left he is because he's doing progressive things that I didn't think he was going to do. And he's making progressive stands that a lot of people didn't think he was going to do. I really wish that there would be some sort of stand on healthcare, but that of all, all the things that's one of the things that that is that hasn't come up, but most of the other stuff that has been talking about, he's been very farther left than I gave him credit for. And I'm happy that he's there. I want him to be farther left because that's because that's him being farther left on those things mean he's falling right in line with what people want, what a majority of people yeah. want. This isn't this isn't like the far lefties want this. This is what a large swath of the American people mm -hmm. wants is somebody to be very progressive on several issues. And he feels like he's fitting a lot of these issues. He's fitting a lot of these issues and he's coming in exactly where a lot of people want him to come in. And so this is one of those moments that I was waiting for him to do, just like the, uh, the, the immigration thing. I was waiting for him to do something about it because he said he would. And is he going to be a liar like a lot of politicians and what we expect from politicians? Or is he going to do something? And here's a, here's an opportunity for him to do something and he's going to do something about it. Because I mean, we're only a hundred and change days into the administration. And the amount of the amount of change that, that he's put forward is astonishing in a hundred and change days. It's an enormous amount. I mean, and and he's it's it's literally money where his mouth is, you know? Yeah. It's trillions and trillions of dollars in social equity proposals that would like absolutely create and establish a new level of social safety nets. Yeah. This stance where it's like, hey, what's right for the world and what's right for America may not be right for big business. We're doing it anyway. Yeah. That just that kind of thinking, you know, when, when there are people who through the election cycle insisted there's no difference between you know, Biden and Trump, there's no difference. It's just, a, you know, a different veneer on the same fucking flavor of bullshit politicians. How many times did you hear that? Oh, yeah. You couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. You could not possibly be more wrong about that. Even if you don't like every, even if he never gets half the things done he's trying to get done, you still couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Because if Trump was in charge, none of it would be on the table. Yeah. None of it would... Awful shit would be on the table instead. Yeah. Awful if Trump was shit. In charge, if Trump was in charge, you would not have the number of people vaccinated that you currently have. No. It was a trickle. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't He didn't have anything to in, in place to do it. And, no. you know, speaking of vaccines, I want to bring up something that, that I found this week. Um, NPR did a story on polio vaccine saying anti-vaccination has essentially been with us since vaccines became a thing. There's been anti-vaxxers. How did we overcome the hump when it came from polio. And their main contention in this story is that uh, at that point, science was very revered in the public's yeah. eye. 
It was one of those moments in, in time where science was really revered. And there was a lot of people that were uh, that were on board and everybody felt like it was us against the thing, right? It was us against this. It's us, right. it just coming off the world war. They're unified. It's, it's us, yeah, they're unified. It's us against this. And the problem with today is that we are still at a place where science is making wondrous things happen. These mRNA vaccines, they're a breakthrough. They are gonna change the face of medicine as we know it, just as antibiotics and vaccines were changing, yep. you know, early vaccines were changing the face of medicine early on when those first medications came out, when those first vaccines came out. They are gonna do the same thing for medicine today. That is gonna happen. There is gonna be mRNA technology that is gonna change how we treat sickness and it's going to be amazing and we are on the cusp and it's and it's the exact same feeling the real problem i think though is that one that that's not communicated to enough people enough people don't know the wonder or feel the wonder around that and and see the the possibilities and how great that is and how we are riding a wave of of science forward but then the other thing is is that we are split when it comes to it's not us against the thing it's us against each other and yep. it's and it's reality against non-reality. What we were talking about earlier, the anti-maskers, those people all live in reality. They don't understand how reality works. Same thing with anti-vaxxers. They don't understand how reality works. They think they're going to be stronger than the fucking virus, that they can outlive this virus, no problem, when there's plenty of, there's 500 and some thousand reasons why you won't yep. <laughs> outlive this virus. Like it's a, it's not a, it's not a play thing. And we are at a position in time where that's not a, those, we're not in the same mindset that we were to fight polio that we nope. are to fight the coronavirus. Yeah, not, not at all. And, you know, it, it, to your point, Cecil, what's distressing is that the real problem that we face is not a medical or scientific problem. We got that licked. Yeah. We've got that licked. It, it, this was initially a medical problem. And then it, what this should have been, I should say, is a scientific problem, a medical problem, and then a logistics problem. That's yeah. what this should have been. The problem that we, the reason we are in the crisis that we will continue to be in, I think, for a decade or longer, is that we bungled the messaging so bad. Now we have a messaging crisis. Now we have a different kind of viral sensation, right? And the viral and the virality of bad messaging is its own kind of cancer in the system. And that's one that science doesn't know how to fix. And that's one that we don't seem to have a vaccine for. And we are, we are at a place where nothing could have been more important than the early stages yes. of that messaging yes. and that communication and the unification of us against this threat and we can beat it and we have this team of fucking unbelievable experts that is standing at the ready with this new technology and we will build the 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 best vaccine the world has ever known faster and in the meantime we'll also build the foundations for a technology that could skyrocket us into a world of better health and instead of messaging it that way we turned it into one man's political gain Yep. And the same thing happened in Brazil with Bolsonaro. And yep. the same thing happened with a bunch of fucking autocrats all over the country. They took this and they tried to use it for personal gain through messaging. And we have a new system where that shit goes viral. And these viruses now carry next to each other, right? Yeah. The virality of the message is now carried on the fucking back of the virus or vice versa. And it is 
a huge problem. Yeah. Messaging problems, this, it's, it's, it's almost insurmountable. It's so tough to look at and to change the minds now because those people believe everything that Trump ever said and yep. Trump only was in it for gain. Listen to those Woodward tapes. Listen to him say he knew he knew what it was. He knew what the fuck it was. The moment you listen to those tapes and you find out that those tapes were recorded in February, man, he was talking about it being something yep. that is passed through the air. In February. Yep. He, he knew. knew. He knew it was way worse than the flu in February. And then he stood in front of everybody and said, ah, it's like the flu. It's not even as bad as the flu. Yep. He literally said the opposite of what he knew to be true. 10% of all people that get COVID have long haul COVID. 10%, so huh? 10% of people have long haul COVID. So 10% of people don't get better from it. Like they yeah. don't die, right? They don't die but they don't get better from it. They continue to have symptoms. God, one which in 10 chance. Holy we don't shit. know how long. So you have a, you have about a two and two and a hundred chance of just dying outright. Then you have a one in 10 chance of having symptoms of COVID, which to some degree or another don't go away period. <sighs> End of story. And then, you know, they also are not sure there, there is, there is a significant body of evidence that suggests that, uh, a, a number of autoimmune diseases are triggered by other viruses like Epstein-Barr, for example. And there is every reason to believe that COVID will also have autoimmune effects on people. Fuck. So there will be people with autoimmune disorders. The, the, the thing is, if the messaging doesn't get tightened down and doesn't get better, like, yeah, I'm going to raise my hand and take every fucking booster that they give me. I'm going to, but I could also get sick before the booster comes out. Yep, yep. There's no guarantee I'll be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Even though I'm saying yes, every time that there's an opportunity to say yes, there's always some group of people that get sick before the vaccine for the new variant, right? That's how we find That's out the variant exists. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't even matter if I specifically am super pro-vax. And if I sign up and I'm the fucking second guy in line to get every vaccine, I could still end up with fucking long COVID because yep. of the messaging problem. Yep. Yep. And that's such bullshit because it didn't have to be this way at all because we have mRNA. Yeah. Because we have, have the technology to fucking fix it, it did faster not, than we ever had before. Did not have to be like this. And it and it literally is for one person's political gain. It's for the narcissism of one person. One I guy. For, I hope forever we rem remember that name and we always think of it with great disdain. That's what I hope. This is Trump's disease. So we'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We'd like to thank our newest patrons, William, Katie, Annette, another William. This one in all caps, though, so more important. Carol, Benjamin, uh, Spikethorn, Nebula, Flynn, Literal E, and the people who up their pledges, Natalie, Dylan, Corey, and Chantel. Thank you so much for your generous donations. You guys make Glory Hole Studios possible. And now that we're demonetized by YouTube, you guys make... Glory Hole Studios possible. So, uh, <laughs> uh, if you were thinking about super chatting, you can turn that into a patronage. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash dissonancepod or dissonancepod.com and click on the Patreon link at the bottom of the page. You can be a patron on a per episode basis and it's better than, uh, it's a little better than a super chat in that you get to uh, get free content every week that we give to you. So, come check it out. Got a little bit of email we want to cover from last week. We had a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, 
interesting comments about Kara Santa Maria coming on. A lot of people really enjoyed Kara's uh, talk. I remember there was somebody on Twitter who said, uh, who had a big thank you talking uh, directly to Kara because Kara had mentioned that needle phobes is a, is a big problem with getting vaccines. And they said that they were having a hard time, you know, really thinking about that sort of thing and really getting through it. They did get the vaccine, but oh, they wow. were saying Good. they were very, you know, and that's a, it's, it's a something that some people find very difficult. Right. And so it's not just anti-vaxxers. There's some people out there that are afraid. And so it's it's helpful to uh, to recognize that those people exist and hopefully those people get the help they need to try to get the vaccine. Uh, and and so it was, a good, it was a couple of really good comments there. Denny sent in a message and it's a video about Long Cecil and Long Tom with the History Guy on YouTube. And it's a story about, about guns, two cannons called the Long Cecil and the Long Tom. I got to watch this. I haven't watched it yet, but I might be making an interesting citation needed, actually. This would be the first time anyone has ever used Long and Tom in the right? same... Yeah, right? that's not... Mm -hmm. Same sense. Yeah, not typically the case. We got a message from Joanne and, and Joanne said that they're budgeting now, things are getting tight, but they kept the second tier patron at $2 because there's a promise of a hug and they will not give up on the promise of a hug. That's so, <laughs> so sweet. I Joanne, hope that we get to meet you, Joanne. I hope we get to meet you and I, I promise you a huge hug when if I see I you. I will give I you a great you. big two-armed hug, Joanne. Two-armed hug, absolutely. Like a hug should be. We got a message, Tom. This is from this is Drew. So and Drew dug in his messages. I don't even know. I don't even think they had Gmail back then. <laughs> I guess they did. Do they even have I computers? guess they did because it was because <laughs> it was on it was critics.podcast. He sent a message about the big Lebowski and how we didn't like the big Lebowski. Yeah, man, big Lebowski's not good. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm still disagree with you. It's a long time. It's 10 years ago. But evidently, Drew sent in a message to critics. Our critic, everyone's a critic podcast. Oh, I have not watched The Big Lebowski since. Neither I hated I'll it. Never since I hated it again. the first time, I'll never see that movie again. I watched it. I watched it. I think I've seen it three times. I watched it once the first time it came out, and I, I was like, ah, I didn't really like it. I was like that that movie didn't hit me. Where I guess it hit other people. It was quotable for other people. And then someone, I, I remember someone was. Uh, getting high and they had said, no, man, you got to watch this. And I said, I don't really want to watch it. And they said, please watch it, man. <laughs> and they watched it and they laughed and I just sat there stern faced the whole time. <laughs> and then you and I watched it <sighs> for the show and I didn't like it. He I, like, I watched it three times and I mean, I gave that movie a fucking college try and I did not no, like it at all like it every at all. time I saw it, period. No. So I just, it's just not my thing, man. It's not my jam. And I, and I recognize that there are some movies that are just quotable. Like Anchorman is, is when I first saw it, I didn't like it, but it's super quotable. It's one of those movies that is so quotable and you hear people quote it and it makes you laugh. And so I suspect that that's what Big Lebowski has is one of those quotable. Movies. Yeah, I think Fifth Element was like that for me. The first yeah. time I watched Fifth Element, I, I like I didn't get it. Now I love that movie and it's super quotable. Like I, I think yeah. repetition to some degree also creates yeah, that love. Helps. Yeah, yeah. Got a message from Cheryl and Cheryl said, I think we can easily conclude that if there was had been no W, we would not have had Trump. And I think that's a yep. pretty that's pretty safe calculation right there for sure. Pretty Absolutely. safe calculation. Absolutely. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to catch you guys next week. Be sure to catch our live streams. We had a lot of fun this last week on live streams. Tom told a wonderful story about his uh, culinary exploits <laughs> with his father growing up. So you want to catch that on the live stream. Uh, we do our live streams every Thursday night 
on uh, YouTube, Twitch, uh, those types of places, Facebook. Check them out, 9 p.m. Central. We stay on for about an hour. Come check us out. A lot of fun. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.